Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Thanks for joining in for another episode. Before we get into today's topic, if you haven't yet done so, be sure that you hit that follow button on whatever platform you are listening to the show on so that you never miss a future episode. And also, do me a favor and share the show with some friends, family, colleagues, and coworkers. I'd love for you to tell some others to check it out. You've heard me say before on the show that I'm on a mission to help you get stuff done and make things happen. It's not just about moving the ball. It's about elevating, separating, and really dominating in everything that you do when it comes to business, when it comes to life, and most certainly when it comes to your career. And if you've been regularly listening to these episodes, especially in season four, I hope that you have been able to get strategies and actionable tips to really help you elevate and get to that next level. Over the past couple of months, you've heard me do some episodes talking about career navigation. Included in these episodes were a two-part series about navigating and accelerating your career, where between those two episodes, I shared 10 tips and strategies on things that I did early in my career to position myself to get to senior leadership in Fortune 50 companies while I was in my 20s. Something that you've heard me say on this show time and time again is to move the ball and really be elite and dominate in your field. It involves differentiation and separation, meaning differentiating yourself from others out there in terms of the value and expertise you bring to the table and also separating yourself from others in your actions and how you conduct your day-to-day business. Another thing that I constantly say is whatever it is you're looking to do in life and with your career, it really starts with believing in yourself and taking ownership. One of the underlying themes in my Move the Ball book is that you have to be that quarterback that takes control over driving the ball forward. At the end of the day, where you get to in life really starts with you. Of course, it takes a team to move the ball is something I always say also, but when it comes to where you want to go and the outcomes you want to have in your life and your career, it's really up to you to take command. That ownership piece is so critical. Now, I just mentioned that I recently did this two-part career series. Let me just put a plug for that. If you're really looking at getting to that next level in your career and want to accelerate your progression, after you've listened to this episode, go back and check out those two shows to make it easy for you. There's links in the show notes to both of those episodes. One of the things you'll hear me talk about often is the importance of having a strong network. What I wanted to do today for this episode is expand upon this topic a little more because I'm sure that you've heard that your network is your net worth or stated the other way, your net worth is your network. It's such an important thing to have. That relationship capital is really a strength. It's a game changer. And when you take the time to cultivate a strong network, business opportunities, among other things, are going to come your way. This is something that I recognized early on, and it's something that I spent a lot of time on today. You've got to put into your playbook strategies to have a strong network. This is a differentiator. 
because I come across so many people who don't focus on this. You probably know that I do a lot of coaching and consulting work with individuals on how they position their brand to attract job and business opportunities that they want. One of the things we also discuss is their network or how much they focus on networking and building relationships. Some are great at it. Others don't really take the time or place emphasis on it. I'm telling you, this is something you've got to do. I mean, let's take it out of the career context for a minute. You probably know my story. And when I wrote my first book, Move the Ball, I didn't know a single person who played college football, who coached college football, who played in the NFL, who coached in the NFL. I had zero, yes, zero industry contacts, a big fat zero. Fast forward to today where there are so many people in professional football who talk about how I know everybody or that so many people just know me. I mean, I was on an airplane yesterday and on the flight with me was a guy who plays for the Washington Commanders. And we were talking and there were so many people that we knew in common. And that didn't just happen by accident. There was a lot of work that went into making that happen. A lot of conversations, tons of networking, so much work. No matter what industry or profession you are in, you have got to make networking a priority and just do it. Because it's so important and it is a differentiator when done right, this is why I wanted to spend some time on today's show talking about this topic and giving you some tips around networking. Let me start off by asking you, do you dread networking? If so, you are not alone. Take a minute and think about why is it that you don't like it if you don't. So networking, it's certainly not at the top of everyone's to-do list, but it should be. Now, why is that? Well, first, it can be time-consuming, downright awkward on occasion, and depending on your networking personality, it can be incredibly draining. Not everybody just gets excited to network and talk to people, right? And when your calendar is already crowded or overcrowded with work appointments and family commitments, the last thing you want to do is make small talk with strangers that you are meeting online or just as you're out and about. But as I mentioned earlier, there's no denying what the power of a strong professional network can have over your career and business success. It is really what's going to help you move the ball. When it's done well, networking will not only help you land a job faster, but it will give you a competitive edge throughout every stage of your career. It certainly has for me. I mean, networking helped me to get into Fortune 50 at a young age in senior leadership in Fortune 50, I might add. And no matter where you are at in your career, it's going to help you, not just from a job standpoint, but also just from meeting amazing people, making new great professional relationships, some of which will become great new friends. And also that network is just going to help you grow professionally and personally as well. So let's talk about what is exactly networking. Now, this might seem basic and you might be like, really, Jen? But people even get confused on what exactly it is. So I do want to spend just a minute here. So what is it? Networking isn't merely the exchange of information with others. And this is important. It certainly is not about begging or asking for favors. This is what a lot of people seem to think that's what networking is. It is not, and I'm going to say it is not, not, not a what can you do for me activity. Networking is about establishing, building, and nurturing long-term, so long-term, mutually beneficial relationships, again, mutually beneficial relationships with the people you meet, whether it's in person while you're waiting to order your morning coffee, or it's through intramural sports leagues, or volunteer activities, or attending a work conference, or whatever it is. It is about long-term, mutually beneficial relationships. And mostly nowadays, it's done online, too. So it's connecting with people over the Internet, over Zooms, over Microsoft Teams or some other virtual environment. 
It's all important, though. No matter how you meet people, you've got to network. And you've heard me say just a few minutes ago that networking is important to being able to move the ball. But let's dive into this further. The most connected people are often the most successful. When you look at the most accomplished entrepreneurs, just like I said earlier, they also talk about how your network is your net worth. They discuss how you are the sum of the five people you spend most of your time with. It's important to have the right people in your circle. I know you know this. So when you invest in your relationships, professional and personal, it can pay you back in dividends throughout the course of your career and through business opportunities. So the takeaway here is, again, networking is essential and needs to be built into your playbook as it's going to help you develop and improve your skill set, stay on top of the latest trends in your industry, keep a pulse on the job market, meet prospective mentors, partners, clients, and also gain access to necessary resources that are going to help you foster your career development. I also talk about this more in that two-part career series that I did. So again, go check those out. So let's talk about career for a moment. Your career is influenced by a number of things that include the jobs you hold, the experiences you gain in and out of the office, the growth and success you achieve at each stage of your career, the formal and informal education and training you have, and the feedback that you're provided along the way. There might be some others too, but that's a big part of it. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, something I emphasize in my workshops and speaking events or seminars that I do is that you've got to suit up, be that quarterback, and take control over your career development and growth. No one else is going to do it for you. You've got to be on the lookout for yourself, for your career, your business growth. No one else is going to do that more than you. It goes without saying that networking is incredibly important during a job search, right? Yes, it is. If you don't think it is, it is. Your chances of landing a great job that you really want increase tenfold with the right employee referral. And if you're looking to make a career change, your professional network can support you in a number of ways. They can help you by finding connections in your industry that you might be trying to break into, or they can help you find leads for jobs at specific companies, just as some examples. I mean, there's so many things that people in your network can help you do. The takeaway here is you need to make time to build meaningful relationships with those in your professional circle. So when the time does come to search for work, you can tap into those valuable connections for referrals, insights into job leads, and other valuable information. Let me just share an example when it comes to me. With what I've been doing, especially over the past few years, working with more pro athletes and sports organizations, as well as with this podcast, people are always reaching out asking me how they can get into sports. When I tell them that they really need to get out there and network, their response is, well, I don't know anyone. And you know what I tell them? Well, I say, when I first started out, I didn't know anyone either. So that's not an excuse. You've probably figured out by now that I'm someone who is very intentional and deliberate with everything that I do. So when I released my latest book last year called Dominate the Game, I was very purposeful and selective with what the subtitle of that book was going to be. So the full title of the book is Dominate the Game, How Life Changes When You Show Up. Think about that for a minute. Life really does change and you get the results you want when you show up and put in the work. The same is true when it comes to networking. You've got to put in the time and effort into these activities, and I'll get into more of this in a second. But my point here is if you're trying to make a move into a new industry or maybe you're an early career professional, don't let the fact that you don't know anyone be a deterrent. That's your starting point, and you just need to show up and start building that network. So what did I do when it comes to building my sports network? Well, back when I was starting out, I physically showed up to every event that I could where I knew there would be key people that I wanted to start networking with. And then as social media and platforms like LinkedIn became more and more popular, I started to do a lot more virtual networking, phone calls, Zooms, et cetera. 
especially the past few years, too, with COVID forcing the world to go virtual for a while. We're so used to connecting online nowadays, which is great. But that wasn't a substitute for also physically going to places. Now, here's something that a lot of people probably wouldn't do that I did. I would not only go to events in my local area, I would also travel out of state to connect with people. And let me tell you, I spent a lot of money, like a lot of money, on plane tickets, time flying and traveling, hotel stays, car rentals, et cetera, all that stuff. Now, why did I do all that? Because I knew the value of investing in these things to build relationships with certain people. And I was willing to incur those costs and make those investments. I'll tell you, that's something that a lot of people in sports wouldn't do. Why? Because it's expensive. But for me, I saw that I needed to do that to get my brand out there. So I was willing to make that investment. But it helped me. And I'll tell you, it was worth it. I mean, you can look at the things that we're doing with the Move the Ball movement and the pro athletes that we get to work with. And so all of that wouldn't have happened had I not physically shown up and started connecting with people, meeting people in person. It wasn't just about virtual connections. However, virtual connections are still great too. So I'm not suggesting that you start booking plane tickets to go to places to meet with people you want to network with, okay? No, you don't need to do that, especially not in the beginning stages. But you might want to think about, and I'm throwing it out there because there might come a time and place for that. So just think about that, okay? The first steps are just putting yourself out there and networking in your company, online, on platforms like LinkedIn. You can connect with people through blogs, meet people in your local areas. These are just some examples. You've got to just start carving out time to do those things. Even let's say you go to a training for your company. If there are people in the class that you don't know, start networking with those people too. It's very easy. Just get out there and start connecting with people wherever you're at, to online, in person. The important thing for you to remember is networking is about building quality relationships. And so many people, I can't tell you how many people miss this. And I'm going to come back to this shortly. But before we go there, I want to challenge you to think about why do you want to build a strong network? What are you looking to achieve? What are your goals? By answering these questions, you are going to do a couple of things. First, We know it's important to have goals, right? Yes, we do. But then by having a goal for your networking also, that can help you to identify the types of people that you want to network with. Also, answering these questions will keep you focused as not everyone you try to network with is going to be responsive. And unfortunately, some people that you try to connect with might not be what you hope for. And you could be disappointed with some connections or people that you try to reach out to. And that is not a fun feeling. Let me share an example. I mentioned earlier when I was trying to build a brand and break into sports, I was always networking. And once I had the opportunity to connect with a woman whose family had at one time owned an NFL team, and I was super excited to connect with her. I had extremely high expectations because we all know that it only takes one connection to change your life and really accelerate your path and get you in the right direction. So for me, I thought she was the one. Well, let's just say the conversation didn't go how I expected at all. She was nice and she gave me her time. But at the end of the day, what she told me was she said that I was wasting my time and that none of the guys playing in the NFL cared about what I had to say. And I remember how disappointed I felt by that conversation. I mean, she basically told me that I should stay away from sports, go back to corporate and just focus on that. Now, let me just say that I don't think she was trying to be rude. And I think she was well-intentioned by trying to spare me some heartache. And yes, there's been lots of heartache and headache building this brand, by the way. So she wasn't wrong. And so I do believe she was trying to do what she thought was right and what was good advice. And so I heard her. And I also remember how I felt in that moment. And how's the saying go? People don't remember what you say or do, but they remember how you made them feel. 
Well, in this case, I remember what she said, but even more so because I remember how I felt because of it. It was not a fun feeling. But here's the thing. When you connect with people and maybe it's not a great conversation or it's not a positive one or the outcome that you want, you have a choice. You can continue to connect and network with people and push forward. Or you can say, you know what? I'm done with this stuff. Well, that's not the right thing, right? Just because we have one interaction that doesn't go our way or multiple or people don't respond, we keep going. And so for me, my conversation with her didn't stop what I had set out to achieve. I had a choice. I could have listened to her and say, she's right. I'm not even going to bother with this anymore. Nobody in sports does care about me. I don't know anybody. No, that's not what I said. I said, I hear you, but I'm going to keep on going and I'm going to keep trying to build connections and network with people. And that's what I did. And here we are. So I share this because there will be people that you try to network with that discourage you or that don't pan out the way you wanted. For me, this woman wasn't the only person who had some negative words or the conversation didn't go how I thought. Or I could tell the person I was chatting with was just going through the motions. They were checking a box. They didn't really care about building a relationship or knowing really anything about me. These experiences can be disappointing. I'm sure you could think of one that might be like that. But when you remember your why and your goals for networking, it helps you to keep going. So take some time and identify your networking goals and what you are doing this for. And writing it down is always good because then you can see it and you can come back to it. And then when you have a negative experience in your networking journey, you can look at it and it'll keep you going. So again, write down why do you want to network and what are your goals? Now, in today's day and age, quite a bit of your networking will likely be virtually, not all of it. But with technology today, being online and using social platforms to network is a great way to connect with people. So I want to briefly touch on some of the common challenges with virtual networking. The first challenge is knowing who to network with. Who should I be reaching out to and trying to connect with? This is kind of an important one, and identifying your networking goals helps with this. I'll give you a couple quick examples. I get a lot of people reaching out to me who are interested in different sports careers. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Some want to be sports agents. Others want to get in with a professional sports team. So that's their goal. That helps them to narrow down who they should be targeting in terms of who they want to network with. Since most of my network is in the world of professional football when it comes to sports, American football, I'm going to narrow down this example to that. So the person in this example is interested in being an agent. What they're going to want to do is grow their network by connecting with people who are already agents. They'll want to connect with NFL scouts, with NFL team, GMs, coaches, and so forth. For the person who is trying to link up with an NFL team, the next question that I would have for them is what type of role interests them. If it's a marketing role, for example, or a sales role, then they might want to concentrate more of their efforts networking with people in those functions as well as HR. Now, it doesn't hurt them to network with scouts or agents as well as to build a broader network, but you want to target who are the types of people that you want to network for your goals and your objectives. Let me give you another example. I host this podcast, Move the Ball, which you are hopefully enjoying listening to right now and are getting some valuable information from. When it comes to having guests on the show, I have certain criteria that I look for when it comes to having conversations. Again, I'm very intentional and deliberate with what I want to discuss on the show. Now, not every single guest on the show is someone that I personally know before bringing them on. And so sometimes I will use my personal network to get guests on, meaning I'll ask people that I know who know the individual that I'm targeting. Sometimes I don't have those connects and then I need to use virtual networking, social media to reach out to them. But by being very clear on what my networking objectives are, then I can target the types of people that I want to try to reach out to. So remember that when you are identifying who to network with, 
Your goal is that you want to be able to create meaningful connections. That's the important part, meaningful connections with people that you reach out to. You're not trying to get a virtual business card, so to speak, check a box and then move on to another target. This is not just a numbers game. Let me see how many people I can connect with. So pay attention to why you're trying to connect with people. Don't just send out blanket connection requests without intention and purpose behind trying to connect with certain individuals. Put the time in. If you're going to invest the time into this, then do it right. That is a challenge that people face. First, they don't know who to connect with. Two, they just think, oh, let me just connect with everybody. And if I know all these people surface level, then I'm good. No, it is about building these meaningful connections. So once you're clear on who you want to network with, then you can target those people. But then the next challenge that people have is, well, how do I start the message? What do I say? What do I put in that initial connection request or in that social media message? Like, what is the thing that's going to get someone to respond? People are unsure of how to start a conversation. They don't know what to say. They don't know what questions they ask. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of not getting a response. So they don't even want to try and put themselves out there. It can be tough. So that is a deterrent for so many people that I work with. They just don't know how to start, what to say, how do I get on the radar? So think through these things. Again, be strategic with who you want to connect with. And I'm going to talk about this for a second here. See, connecting with strangers over the internet isn't like sitting down and having a good old chat with someone. It's not like just saying hey to someone you're standing next to you while you're in line for coffee. When it comes to being online, there are time constraints that people are online. There are character-limited messages. There are diminished attention spans that you're dealing with. And so you're really trying to connect with people who are busy and you need to find out what is it that you're going to say to get their attention so that they will want to make that initial connection with you and respond to your message. This initial outreach is your first impression to these people. So you want to make sure you are saying the right things. Here's where I've seen so many people go wrong. They are too aggressive and they're trying to peddle their resume onto a person they're trying to connect with, as an example, even if that is your goal, to get your resume in their hands, that is not what you lead off with, okay? Do not do that. Because when you do that, people will feel like you're forcing your resume on them, and they certainly won't want to connect with you. Again, even if that's your goal, don't lead off with that. You can't be too pushy, and you can't be too aggressive in that initial conversation. You want to have a warm, friendly message that makes someone want to connect with you. Another challenge with this initial communication that people have is brevity. Remember that people are busy, just like you, right? You got a lot of things going on, so do they. Put yourself in their shoes. Remember, people are busy and you need to learn how to take a 30, 60, 90 second speech that you might say to someone had you been networking with them in person and you need to size it down into a sentence or two to get your point across as to why you're wanting to connect with them and have a conversation. Short, sweet, to the point, okay? People are time limited, just like you. You don't want to get these long messages. So you want to be personable, you want to be brief, and you want to say why you're reaching out. Again, this initial message is important because when the person reads it, they're going to decide whether or not they want to connect with you or respond. This then takes us to one other challenge that I want to talk about. What happens when someone does respond or accepts your friend request or your connect request? Now, what do you do? Well, first of all, congratulations that your initial communication was crafted in a way that they were interested in connecting. That's the first step. So now here's the next challenge, building and cultivating the relationship. This is something that I, again, do a lot of coaching on for people because they just don't know how to network. They don't know how to reach out to people. They don't know when it's time to have a virtual conversation, a phone conversation, or even meet in person. What do they say to have an effective conversation, to make an impression, to begin 
the relationship. A lot of times people struggle here because they're not thinking about the long term and cultivating the relationship. They're just thinking about what's in it for them. That is not the approach. Remember, mutually beneficial relationships. And so because people don't know that or they just think it's all about them and they don't know how to communicate, they struggle, they shy away from networking altogether. So for you, I want you to think through if you're going to connect with someone, what would you say? Plan it out. Why is it that you want to connect with them? Remember, what is your goals for networking? Why are they your target? And think through why do you want to build a relationship with them? What do you have in common? Do your research on them. Find things that you have in common. So that way you can have a connection that's based on you as individuals. It's not just about being professional colleagues and connecting that way. So plan all of that out. On this podcast, time and time again, you have heard me and the pro athletes that come on my show talk about the importance of preparation. And here you need to prepare for your networking conversations. If it's important for you to build a relationship with this person, do your homework, know more about them so that you can have a deep, meaningful conversation that is not just about you. It's about you guys getting to know each other, building the foundation for a long, mutually beneficial relationship. That is so important. Again, this is where people fail because they're trying to do this short game instead of planning for the long term. Networking is a long game thing and you want to cultivate relationships for many, many years. It's not just about what can you do for me today and moving on. Now, I can go on and on about networking, how to do it well, what not to do, etc. And I've given you some tips on that already. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to save some of those things. And in the future, I'll do another episode. So let's think of this like basics networking 101. And we'll do a networking 201 in the future. So again, just wanted to give you some basics. Take those away. The point is, again, just get into networking. Do it. I've got a couple other things that I want to share in terms of networking strategies today. All right. So I mentioned earlier that the first common challenge that people have is not knowing who to network with. And I shared that by knowing what your networking goals are, this would make it easier to target who you should look to connect with. And I also shared some examples of that. So you should have a good grasp of the types of people you want to network with when you write down those goals. Okay, and I told you to do that. That is your homework. That's a challenge for you is write down and think through why is it that you want to have this strong network. But then what? What do I do? So let me give you a couple strategies. First, I'm going to use a sports reference again because that's kind of my thing. But the first strategy is this. When it comes to networking, you need to adopt this mentality. Every day is draft day. Okay, be consistent. So what does this mean? Well, first, you need to figure out where are you going to connect with these people? So you know who you're going to connect with. Where do you find them? Usually it's on some social media or social networking platforms such as LinkedIn. It could be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or somewhere else. Nail down the best place to reach your targets. That doesn't mean you have to just pick one, but you should know the best place to try and connect with the people that you want to network with. Not everyone is on LinkedIn. Not everyone is on Twitter. Not everyone is on Instagram. So you need to just know for your networking goals and your objectives, where can you find these people? Now, I'm going to come back to the sports example that I used earlier when it came to someone trying to be a sports agent. Most people will say that if you are a professional, then you want to get on LinkedIn and start networking with people there. Well, that is true for many industries. There are a lot of sports-related people who are not on LinkedIn. Where are they? They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. So LinkedIn might not be the primary place to try and connect with people. Now, let's say you've identified some targets. You can look and see. What I would do is I would look and see where are they active. So they might have an Instagram account. They might have a LinkedIn. They might have a Twitter. But where are they consistently showing up and engaging with other people? That's where you want to try to connect with them 
So that's going to be different for each of you, depending on your goals. But think about where you can find them online and also find if they're in your local area, see where are they at? Where can you connect with those people from a local standpoint as well? You're going to have to figure out what's the best place for you to try and reach your targets. But this at least gets you thinking. Now, once you have done that, what I say again is you need to treat every day like draft day. Now, if you're not familiar with the draft day reference, I hope you are. It's in regards to the movie draft day with Kevin Costner, and he is the GM of the Cleveland Browns. And in the movie, it's draft day. And basically, he's going through having the opportunity to rebuild his team during the NFL draft. And so you need to think of networking kind of like it being draft day, but it's every day for you. And you should be looking at who can you be, quote unquote, drafting into your professional network on a daily basis. Now. Does it really need to be daily? Well, that depends on what your goals are. For me as an entrepreneur, I'm absolutely looking to grow my network on a daily basis. And I'm always connecting with people. I mean, it's not even just about business. I just really enjoy networking and getting to know other people. Professionally, personally, it's not just about making sales or trying to get people on my podcast. I really just love to get to know other people. But for some people, that's not their thing. And you don't need to be as active of a networker and reaching out to new people every single day. But the point to this strategy is that you should always be thinking about how you can grow your network and actively build it into your playbook. Whatever the cadence should be, you just need to think about, I need to grow my network and I need to make that a priority. And I can figure out how often I want to do that, but I just need to start doing that. Now, for those of you that are more active networkers, you should be identifying your targets daily and reaching out to connect with others. Even if you just connect with one person or reach out to one target that could be beneficial in your network daily, you want to get into the habit of connecting with people. Again, this is not a check the box activity. So I don't want you to think like you got to keep doing more, more, more. You want to be purposeful, strategic, intentional with who you are connecting with but you want to just keep it a top of mind and just continue to identify people and reach out on the cadence that makes sense for you. If it's not daily, that is okay too. I don't want you to think that you have to do it or I am saying that you need to do it every single day. But the important thing is, again, it's making meaningful and beneficial connections and relationships. That being said, people always think they need to network with people who can help them find a job. That is the farthest from the truth. It's not just about finding a job. Yes, you can network with people for a job, but that should not be your only goal when it comes to networking. You should also think about just building quality connections. Again, that can help you grow. That can give you insights and ideas on things in your industry that can help you figure out what trends are going on, whatever it is. Like, it's not just about the job search. And so I just really want to emphasize that because so many people think that's when they need to start building the network is when it's time to look for a job. That is not the only time. So the takeaway here is every day is draft day, but you don't have to necessarily network every single day. You'll know what the schedule should look like for you and what the cadence should be, but being consistent is key. So set aside time in your schedule so that you can build networking into your routine from connecting to setting up conversations. I mean, look, depending on your goals, you might not need to be connected and networking super frequently. That's okay. But again, just build that into your playbook. One other strategy that I'll share to help you with networking is leverage your existing network for new connections and also name drop when it's helpful. One thing that is important to remember is that you already know people and you have a network. 
small, big, whatever. You know people already and you never know who they might know that is valuable to you. So make sure you let people in your existing network know who are you looking to connect with or the types of people you want to connect with and see if they know anyone and if they would be willing to make an introduction over email or LinkedIn or some other social platform. Now, not everyone in your network is going to be someone that you talk to frequently, but you can go on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and look at their accounts and see who are they connected to that you might be interested in. And you could just reach out to them and say, hey, we have a mutual connection and just wanted to reach out and get to know you. I'm in the same space or whatever your message is. But look at who they're connected to and you can leverage their name. If you feel like it, you can reach out to them and say, hey, can I name drop? your name when it makes sense to do so. But the point of this is look at who is in your network already and see how can you use that network to grow your network, either through their mutual connections, asking them to make an introduction or whatever. I will caution you though, you don't want to name drop too much. So leverage the the name drop tactic when it makes sense, but don't do it too often because people get tired of hearing people name drop as well. So again, when possible, if there is a really big connection you want to make and it's someone that who is in your network's network, you can always reach out to your friend, colleague, teammate, coworker, whatever, and say, hey, I saw that you were connected to X and I would love to chat with them about, insert your reason, whatever that is. Would you be willing to make an introduction for me? and see what they say. You never know, but personal introductions are always helpful. So again, leverage your network when it makes sense. Ask people if they'd be willing to make a connection for you. But let me say one other thing, because someone on LinkedIn does this all the time, and it kind of drives me nuts. So he and I are connected on LinkedIn. I don't know him. We have never had a conversation. But every few months, I'll get a note from him, and he'll say, hey, Jen, could you please connect me with blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, really, you have never once taken the time to get to know me. So if I don't know you, sometimes I will facilitate an introduction if I don't personally know someone. There's nothing wrong with that. But someone who continually asks me to make introductions for someone when that person has never once ever taken the time for us to have a conversation and do a get to know, those people I do not do a lot of introductions for. So just be intentional and make sure that if you're going to ask someone to make an introduction for you, that it's someone that you have a good relationship with. And if it's someone that you don't know that you're connected with and you want to ask them to make a third party introduction, you can do that. But then if you don't know them, like I would not do that that often. I would get to know them first and have conversations and build that relationship up if you're going to continue to make asks like that. So again, it's not just about you, though. Remember that it is also about building mutually beneficial connections, serving others. When you serve others, that is when things are going to come back to you 10 times. So make sure it's not just about you when you're reaching out and connecting and networking. All right. I think I've said enough about this. So I will do another networking episode in the future, more on the do's and don'ts. But this at least gives you some basics to get started. It gives you some strategies. And I hope that the takeaway that you've put into your to-do list is one, identify your networking goals. Who is it that you want to target? What types of people to be in your network? And then figure out what is it you're going to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, whatever that cadence needs to look like for you so that you can be actively networking and building that into your strategies for moving the ball and getting to where you want to go. All right. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And remember that networking applies no matter what business you are in and whether you're a business owner or whether you're working for a company. Network, network, network. I have beat this topic to death today. Also, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned my two-part series on navigating and accelerating your career. 
go check out the links in the show notes so you can go have a listen to those episodes to give you more tips and strategies on how to make things happen when it comes to accelerating your career progression. And if you're looking for a good new book read, I'm going to put a plug here for Dominate the Game. There are two recent episodes of the show where I read chapters from Dominate the Game audiobook style. Those two chapters from the book are called Trust the Process. And then also there's one on the Own Your Game chapter. I have links to both of those episodes in the show notes as well. So if you want to go check those out, go do so. They'll give you some other great tips and get you motivated and focused on moving the ball and hopefully dominating your game too. And if you want to pick up a copy of the book to get more, you can always get a copy at my website, dominateandmove.com or on Amazon. On my website, I sign all those copies. So if you're ever interested in that, you can get it there and you can also pick one up for a friend. That's enough of plugging the book, but thank you for letting me doing so. And again, thank you for listening to today's episode. Once more, share this podcast with some friends, colleagues, coworkers, and family. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball, especially if there are people in your circle that you think could really step up their game when it comes to networking. I'd love for you to share this episode with them so they can hear these tips and strategies as well. And if you ever want to reach out to me, you can always do that on social media, on LinkedIn, or on my website www.getinsidethehuddle.com. I always love hearing from y'all and how you're moving the ball and dominating your game. And you know that I'm always here to be a resource. So if I can help, just reach out. All right. Thanks again for listening. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to GetInsideTheHuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.